Hello and welcome to Friday Afternoon. I don't know what is going on. It's a Friday afternoon. We only have a finite amount of time and there is so much happening. Fridays used to be like the slow day. Oh yeah. Like you could take it easy on a Friday. You can't take it easy on a Friday anymore. It is, there is so much going on right now. Also, before we even get into that, it's like 70 degrees right now. It's amazing. I just walked around the building um, just because, and I found that little courtyard that I told you about, and I've been sitting in that courtyard. That sun can do something to you. It changes everything. My uh, my dog was sitting on the deck before I left today, like sunning in uh, in the sun, and I had to, you know, put her in a kennel when I was leaving, and yeah. Like, I haven't seen her do that. Sunbathing girl. No, I felt bad. Mrs. Chocolate. Okay, but, okay, 70 degrees. But did you hear Ken Earhart just say the possibility of snow on Monday? I did. I did. I heard, I heated up. What on earth is going on mm-hmm. <laughs> with this weather? We're going to find uh-huh. out. We're going to get those answers today when we talk to Steve Templeton, chief meteorologist over at Channel 4. He's going to join us at about 2.45 this afternoon to give us the weekend forecast. And, of course, we will ask him about that uh, that Monday forecast and what we can expect early next week. So, uh, obviously, I was going to ask him, hey, is this super nice warm weather going to last? Sounds like the answer is no. At least maybe maybe we'll get it through the weekend, maybe. Um, but it doesn't sound like it's going to last if, no. if if there's a possibility of snow on Monday. So we'll get those details for you from uh, Steve Templeton at about 2.45 this afternoon. Also this afternoon, we are going to talk to the Secretary of State of Missouri. Jay Ashcroft is going to call in in about an hour from now, a little less than an hour from now, about 3 o'clock. He was at the hearing, mm-hmm. the Trump versus Colorado mm-hmm. Supreme Court hearing with the about being on the ballot. That's fantastic. So cool. Yeah. So we get some a firsthand account and some insight about that uh, about that experience and obviously like plenty of other things to talk to the Secretary Secretary of State about. So Jay Ashcroft will join us in about an hour from now. Ken Williams from the Vic Porcelli show will join us in about 15 minutes and right now starting the show with us as he does every Friday is our friend Gabe Pfeiffer from the Mike Ferguson in the morning show. Gabriel, how are you, my friend? You know what time it is, you know finally. what time it is. I know. I say every Friday, but it's actually been a little bit, so it's great to have you back on with us and, and no, uh, <clears throat> just in time because there is no shortage of things to talk about. Let's start with this. It was it, If you were listening to yesterday's show or if you go back and listen to the podcast, the, uh, the, the special counsel report, the, the special report by Robert Herr um, was released right before the show and yeah. it was kind of making news as we were on the air. So I was basically reading it and learning about it in real time on the air, specifically in our conversation with Dr. Randy Tobler. And Gabe, I, I, I stand by what I said yesterday. It What we learned yesterday from this report is the most damning it, 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 implication against any president that I can remember, that he he did break the law, but we're not going to charge him for breaking the law because he's so old and feeble that it wasn't his fault. He's so mentally, he's so forgetful and mentally incapable that he didn't know he was breaking the law. So that's not what. So that's why we're not going to charge him. That's the president of the United States. I honestly can't think of a more uh, damning. 
statement about a United States president. Can you? Actually, I think it might be just a little worse is that it, it isn't so much that they didn't know he was breaking law. I think it said that he he was willfully breaking law. Yes, yes. It's that he's just such a nice old man that no jury would convict him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of his so it, it, because of his feebleness, because of his weakness. What do you think? It, yeah, exactly. It it, it reminds like, well, me. We, we don't want to pick, we don't want to pick on the uh, the grandpa with dementia. So right. Just leave him alone. It reminds me of uh, over the years, and you've probably remember some of these as well. Over the over the last 10, 15 years or so, there have been various stories about like 95-year-old Nazis that were finally found living somewhere mm-hmm. or like it changed their name and then something about their history comes out and they're these they're these, you know, incredibly old, feeble men at this point, but it, it was finally criminals. Yeah, but it was finally linked back, you know, that they were yeah, that they were horrible war criminals and people were literally saying like Oh, at this point, you can't put a 95-year-old man in jail, even if he did kill tens of thousands of people 60 years ago. Uh, yes, you can. <laughs> I, I don't, absolutely can. I don't understand. I don't understand that idea. Oh, he's too. He's. I, I get. I. I understand the sadness of it. I understand that it's sad to look at any. You know that situation. But if you committed terrible crimes. And we can, and you can be held accountable at the very end of your life. That's better than not being held accountable at all, in my opinion. So I'm not saying that I'm not saying that it's apples to apples, but it's the same argument. This it's the same argument of oh, once you get to a certain age, you know, you just you can't do it. You can't you can't punish those people. Huh? I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think. I think we're we're all familiar with the human capacity for cruelty, but I think we sometimes forget the human capacity to to uh, to overlook uh, horrific things simply because you feel bad. Which is a we- it's a weird uh, f- uh, vice um, among humanity. But here we are. Yeah. So, Gabe, I was looking at some of the interactions today between Peter Ducey and Jean Pierre, mm-hmm. and it, it, Peter Ducey that has got to be the bane. Of yeah. President Biden's existence, first of all. But Peter Ducey yeah. asks this question. If the special counsel says President Biden, by the way, this this is still going on, the, the scheduled press briefing, but I saw a little bit before we came on here. He says this. If the special counsel says President Biden has got significant limitations on his memory, then who is helping him run the country? Mm. I wanted to get your thoughts on that question, mm-hmm. Gabe, because Jean-Pierre said the president of the United <laughs> States is running the country. That was her retort. So I wanted to give you some space to see who do you think, if, if this is true, and this report came out and this is the findings, who is helping Biden run the country? My feeling has uh, has been from the get go, actually, that the uh, Biden administration is the Obama administration 3.0. Mm-hmm. Um, because if if you look at the number of the people in key places, um, a number of holdovers from the from the um, Obama administration, and Obama himself uh, uh, just kind of still hanging around D.C. Yes, he he kind of vacations in Martha's Vineyard and places like that, but he still essentially lives in D.C. They're, they've been the shadow government from day one. Gabe, I brought this up yesterday, too, but if this if this is the report that everybody was handed and we read through it with embarrassment, how is it that we should trust the president with the nuclear codes? Hmm. I, I mean, in all honesty. Oh, gosh. No. Like, how can you have, how no. can you go on one more day? Yeah. I mean, go ahead, Gabe. 
yeah, it's it's a they're 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 in such a weird position right now. Um, I, I think, and and I've been talking about this for a long time that that the Democrats have had to walk the fine line between um, circling the wagons around him ahead of 2024, and then courting the idea of kind of putting him off the pasture uh, as gracefully as possible. I think they've been they've been trying to tread that line as carefully as they could um, with uh, voices from both sides talking about. Uh, you know, either he's the sharpest guy they know or, um, or or that, you know, maybe we should consider a new generation to, to run the country. Um, so so they've been they've been floating both messages. But I, I was saying that I think by spring of this year, they're going to have to uh, uh, make a, a real decision on this. Now, this report may have sped up their timeline and may be forcing them into one direction. But I can't imagine that he's he's going to continue. If this report is accurate, if this is a true representation, if it's half a true representation of the mental state, the capacity of the president, then he not only is not qualified to run for another term, he's not qualified to be president tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If he's right, if he correct. has the if he has the advanced memory loss that is reflected in this report, I mean, we should be talking about if just flip test. I, I I know I do it all the time, but it always works. If you if a if a report like this came out about Donald Trump or George Bush or any Republican president in history, it would be it would be the only thing in the news. It would be the only thing in the news that this president has to step down right now because he's not capable. And that is not happening I, in the media. I do I do think that they are going to have to get there and they're going to have to get there fast because uh, this is one thing that I don't think they can gaslight the American people on very much because, you know, we, we've already had the polls that 60 some odd percent are not confident in his mental capabilities. And, uh, you know, th- there are a, a good number of, of regular Democrats who've been hoping for somebody else, some alternative, give me somebody to vote for in 2024. And so th- they may just have to bend under the, uh, that that large pressure now that's that's on them about this but um i i don't think you even have to do the flip test though because uh, there are so many people uh in the sandwich generation like you and i who who've had young kids and um eventually you know you're gonna have uh, older parents to take care of uh, you're you're doing okay your your mom chris is great but um you know we're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna have uh uh, you know older parents like me in particular i suppose maybe i'll, I'll use myself as an example um uh, my my dad was in severe decline for a good long while, and and you know you could you could have a conversation with him, and in the middle of the conversation he's forgetting what you're talking about. Yeah, so oh yeah, uh, you know we, we've you've had those conversations already sitting at the table with your siblings talking about okay when do we take dad's car keys away exactly you know so 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 there are a good number of uh, voters out there who are paying attention to this and they know the feeling, they know the look on his face. They know that far away gaze that sometimes uh, comes over. They, they, they recognize the, the foibles as not just uh, verbal gaffes, but real mental shifts that are going on. They know the, the good days and the bad days. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think, I think those are the people who are going to drive the conversation and the, the Democrats are going to have to respond. Yeah, no, you're so right. Uh, uh, unfortunately, so many people have had to deal with this personally with, yeah. with loved ones. Mm-hmm. And imagine if that loved one, I mean, was running the entire family or the entire, you know, country. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how, 
that's the level we're at with this. I want to, before we run out of time here with Gabe, we're talking to Gabe Pfeiffer from the uh, morning show. Uh, I have to admit, I don't know if you saw this, Katie, but we both, you and I, Katie, need to admit that we were completely wrong about something never we reported yesterday <laughs> what is it gabe are you familiar with the situation with sonny hostin from the view oh uh, oh i am not so, what's, what's going on with her sonny i try hostin, to stay away from the view as much as possible sonny hostin from the view went on a pbs documentary show uh that is called finding your roots and the host and the the staff the team on this documentary show take celebrities and they do a deep dive into their DNA, and they, they do a deep dive uh, into their family history, and they reveal all of that information to this to the celebrity. Well, Sonny Hostin went out uh, on it and found okay. out and found out that she is the relative of slaveholders in Spain. That her no kid great 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 grandfather <laughs> what you guessed owned people. <laughs> And she has yeah. been one of the most outspoken reparations, mm-hmm. identity politics. And when she learned this information, you can watch clips of the show. You can watch the show. You can see it just hit her. Like her whole <laughs> narrative is destroyed. Crumbling. Oh, well, so, shattered. Yeah, yeah, of course. So Katie and I were talking yesterday about how, you know, she will not be, you know, like this. She can't continue to make the case for reparations or identity politics or your history, you know, like you should be guilty for your, the history of your ancestors. Katie and I were wrong today on the view. Uh, Sonny Hostin really? still okay. believes in reparations after slave, okay. after slaveholder ancestry is revealed and still believes that she deserves oh, reparations, Lord, oh, even though her family, European Family were slave owners, despite her family. Wow, yeah, fascinating. Yes. Uh, well, well, you know what? If if we were going to follow her to her true logic, then though that she should be liable to pay herself. <laughs> she so, said. So it. Go ahead. Then it, it wipes out. So it goes to zero. Goes to zero. She said, "I still believe in reparations, by the way. So y'all can stop texting and emailing me and saying I'm a white girl and I don't believe in reparations." <laughs> Dang. Despite initially feeling dis- deeply disappointed in this re- uh, revelation, Hostin remarked that she now feels enriched knowing her family history. She described her mother's reaction because it was her mother's side who is Puerto Rican, who's not Puerto Rican, she's Spanish, um, uh, and said. About her mother, she was deeply disappointed. She actually cried. It's deeply disappointing disappointing because my mother really identified as Puerto Rican. She was part of the civil rights movement. She was deeply ingrained in black culture and identified herself as black race, but Hispanic for ethnicity. But her race is white. She's European, I know. It's This shows you how deeply entrenched in identity politics the this progressive left is gay mm-hmm. because her mother's life experience of of being born and growing up in Puerto Rico she is Puerto Rican she it's it she fought in the, in the civil rights movement and that this doesn't her whole life isn't erased because she's found out her but but that's the way they react yeah they that's, react like they, they're so embedded in 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 identity politics. They're willing to throw it away. Yeah, that this um, this doesn't erase a person's life. Mm-hmm. Just like we've said for so long, you're uh, you are not guilty for anything that was done by an ancestor of yours 150 years ago. 
This story is nuts. This puts it all out there, doesn't it, when it comes to the reparations discussion, Gabe? <clears throat> oh, it, it shows kind of the, the destructiveness of leftist thought in its entirety, really, in, in my view, because you got you got on the one hand the sort of racial essentialism that uh, that that is is leading to the way uh, her mother feels about her ancestry. It's like, oh no, I'm I'm part I'm part of the problem, kind of thing. I, I have the inherited guilt of of the white folks, uh, and I thought I was I thought I was pure, but I'm not. Uh, and then and then uh, also you have the you have the uh, the cognitive dissonance of it's continuing on with the with the strange narrative that well i i know i'm i'm probably liable on some level and according to my own uh, uh my own ideology yeah. but also i'd i'd rather be the victim part i'm going to identify with the victim part and and we're going to keep moving on so it it it's so telling uh, how just self-destructive that that sort of thinking is. It sure is. And if you want to avoid that type of self-destructive thinking, you should tune in every weekday morning, 5.30 a.m. to the Mike Ferguson in the Morning Show, where you can hear Gabe Pfeiffer every day, along with Mike and Stell Baby. And, of course, also you can uh, watch Gabe and subscribe to his YouTube channel, St. John the Philosopher on YouTube. Gabe, thanks, as always, for your time, my friend. Have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. God bless. Thanks, Gabe. Great stuff there from Gabe Pfeiffer. All right. Now we are shifting gears, and our buddy Ken Williams from the Vic Porcelli Show is going to join us in studio. Katie, you brought up um, Peter Ducey asking Crane Jean-Pierre about Joe Biden. Peter Ducey asked Joe Biden today in a press conference about that. I love it. About that report. We'll tell you. We'll share that exchange with you. Also, uh, I mentioned this yesterday, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it. A Democratic senator this week said the quiet part out loud, like the real quiet part out loud on television. And it is, it, it really exposes the mindset of the current Democratic Party and the left in this country right now. We'll tell you about all of that and we'll get your thoughts and Ken Williams' thoughts next on Colombo and Katie. For podcasts, articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Welcome back to Colombo and Katie on 1199941 News Talk STL. Thanks, Gabe Pfeiffer, for joining us in that last segment. And big thank you to Ken Williams for putting a little overtime, as he does every Friday afternoon with us. And Ken Williams from the Vic Porcelli Show is in studio with us. Yeah, this is so nice because I can lean back here, pull the microphone yeah, here. Yeah, no buttons to relax. push. Yeah, nothing right. to Friday. That's right. I want to remind you that uh, here in about 15 minutes, we're going to get the weekend forecast from Steve Templeton, chief meteorologist over at Channel 4. It's like 70 degrees right now, but it's there's possibility of snow on Monday. I feel like there's St. Louis. There's some changing uh, heading our way. I don't feel good. Because when the weather changes, I can't, it's like, you know, yeah, it's like when the grandmother's like, my knee's bothering me, it's going to be a rainstorm. That was literally exactly my grandma. Really? My grandma would say, my, it's going to, my knees are aching, it's going to rain. Really? Wow. It's not like that, like, it's not intuitive by any means. It's just like that, the pressure changes and like the different. You know what? It, it's just something with the weather. The pre- when the pressure changes dramatically and we have these shifts, I'm like, mm. do you? Oh, you're very sensitive. Yeah, to I it, don't huh? feel good. Oh, okay. I don't feel good. How how much do you realize 
how far you've fallen in the last <laughs> yeah. year and a half. You know, how I much don't. you have aged. <laughs> she's a it's mom. You. She, Katie, she's a mom now, dude. When it's Katie you. turned mom, she went age faster. <laughs> Katie didn't tur- go twenty nine to thirty. She went twenty nine to eighty. About thirty six. <laughs> I think the I think the factor besides myself in this is you. It could be. Well, that you could be. That time. could be in the mix. <laughs> that could be in the mix. Tony's aging me. I, it's 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 just really bad. And I don't know if you. <laughs> I, I don't know if you really accepted don't the level of. Yeah, May helps, I'm sure. Maeve, I mean. Yeah. You can call her May, it's fine. Maeve, Maeve. So we'll get the... You call her Maeve, what do you call her? Maeve. What's her, her, does she have a nickname or anything? Tons of them. Tons okay. of them. Yeah. As well. yeah, tons. <laughs> That's how it goes. Tons. So we'll uh, we'll get some uh, we'll get some details about this forecast and what we can expect from Steve Templeton in just a few moments. Also, just after 3 o'clock, we are going to have Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ascroft on with us. Was Jay... Did Jay... Yeah. Is he, he was, on with Vic today? Yeah. Was he? Yeah, he's doing double duty. Oh, doing dang. double duty. Oh, Dang, wow. I thought I got one over Vic. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh, I can't shoot today. I'm on another show today. I can't. Sorry. That would have been ubiquitous. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, my God. No, no. I want to get your thoughts uh, on the situation with Biden, Ken, but there are other um, there are other stories that this always happens. You know, like a big story like, like what's going on with the president can... It's important we should talk about it, but there's also a lot of other important things going on, and a lot of times these things get lost. Uh, and, and this is a big deal, I think. Democratic senator said the quiet part out loud, and it was supposed to be the real quiet part, and it was said on live television. Senator Chris Murphy from Connecticut said, um, not last night, it, so it was Wednesday night, that the Democratic Party's push for a path to citizenship in border legislation has failed the people the Democrats, quote, care about the most in this country, undocumented Mm. Americans. MSNBC host Chris Hayes asked Murphy about the border security bill and said rather than pushing for a path to citizenship in border legislation negotiations like the party has in the past, Democrats were using Ukraine funding, to which... Senator Chris Murphy, Democrat from Connecticut, said, quote, well, I mean, Chris, that's been a failed play for 20 years. So you're right that that has been the Democratic strategy for 30 years. Maybe it has failed to deliver for the people we care about the most, the undocumented Americans in this country. I, that says it all. That makes, that me, says that makes it, me so beyond angry. It should. That says it all. Yeah. The people that we care about the most, the people who are here illegally, not American citizens who are struggling every day across this country, the people we care about the most, the illegal immigrants. And that's Chris Murphy from Connecticut. But you know what? The whole Democrat Party, we've been saying this for years. They've been planning this since Obama. Okay. Just recently, Chuck Schumer tried to pass legislation to allow, and let's stop with this undocumented migrant crap they're illegal aliens they shouldn't be in this country they're illegally here he wants to take them and send them to the military arm them up train them they have no loyalty to america or americans and then release them upon the earth i mean this is and and then this is going to give them citizenship this is an actual proposal from Chuck Schumer. So, Ken, when we look at this situation, we hear the words from this Democrat in Connecticut, and then we also see what happened in New York with migrants 
ganging up, up and beating officer. up a police officer outside of a taxpayer-funded shelter, mind you. With this no was, consequences. With no consequences. What is the foreseeable future then? What does this look like for the Democrats? Is this is this what they're going to continue doing from Obama era onward? Or is that or is there going to be someone, maybe like a Dean Phillips who is trying to run against Biden? <laughs> Maybe that mindset, that moderate Democrat mindset will win over and triumph if things get too out of control with this illegal alien stuff. Yeah, I think the the whole moderate Democrat thing, that, that ship has sailed. Okay, that, that's it's done. That is done. There's no, they're Do you not think tra- that they don't exist? They don't. I don't. I don't. I think what's going to happen is you've got moderate Democrats who are alive in the United States are saying, what happened to my party? And they're going to be gone soon. It's just leaning so far left. That's when you what, say gone, do you think that you mean like crossing the aisle and maybe voting for conservatives? I don't know about that. Just not I, engaging I just, at all. I don't. I just think that the that the Democrat Party is moving to the left is never going to come back. Yeah. Can I? Yeah. I want to ask you this too. I saw um, Michael Rappaport. Is yeah. That is how you say yeah. his last name. Is that a? Yeah. He's so, like being red pilled or something. He is. It's crazy. I just saw something about him. It's Rappaport, right? Yes. So. Michael Rappaport. Okay. Yeah. I saw him on a podcast where he was speaking about Donald Trump. Of course, hates the guy, bashes yeah. him nonstop. Yeah. But what's changed his mind is the things going on in Israel and the things going on with Hamas. Right. And he admitted that the media played a huge role in how he felt about Donald Trump, specifically when he was president and then a little bit afterward, that the media warped his image and warped his feelings about Donald Trump because of how much they misconstrued and misjudged Donald Trump. Do you believe, wrapping it up into this illegal aliens, illegal migrants, do you think more people are being red-pilled and not necessarily going Can all of the way? you red-pilled mean for the people that yeah. don't, don't understand? It's someone who's been sleeping, basically. It's a reference from the Matrix. The Matrix. Yeah. And it's, it's you've been asleep, but then now you're waking up. It doesn't mean you're, you're, you're in favor of everything conservative and on right. the right. It just means you've awakened. You've realized that you, that the lies that the, the media story that you've is, been told is, is maybe not the truth. Yeah. Yes, is all the stories happening? are. Is that happening? Uh, I think it's happening a lot. I think I think it's happening primarily with black people. I think the black population is going whoa. I think what's it, been going on here? I think it's happening. I, I think it's happening. I think you're right. I think it's happening across all demographics. And I think that it. And we don't even have time to really dig into I know, man, this so much, but. Um, I think it's happening like with things like this Tucker Carlson, Vladimir Putin interview that's yeah. that's creating so much controversy and strife with within the uh, traditional media because somebody like Tucker Carlson, who now is independent, who is not part of any. Uh, he's of not any beholden to any giant media conglomerate. He's just part of the independent media. He is able to go and and do this interview, and whether you whether you agree with Tucker Carlson or don't, or don't like Tucker Carlson or what this idea that is being out there that's being screamed out there about this interview how how it's it's treason for Tucker Carlson to talk to uh, Vladimir Putin. I've seen I've seen CNN anchors say that he shouldn't be let back in the country <laughs> because he's an he's a Russian asset. And Tony, why? Why are they saying it? Well, I just, don't just think about yeah, that. I mean, just think about the purpose of the media. You don't interviewing interviewing world leaders is not an endorsement of world leaders. We should want to hear what Vladimir Putin has to say because we can either 
He's either exposed by his words or if he's lying now, he's lying on television to the entire world. If it's your idea that and he's caught in those lies and it can be used against him like you, you want the media asking hard questions of good people and bad people. This idea that like we shouldn't be talking to that you shouldn't be allowed to interview Vladimir Putin. Of course you should, because that's the job of the media to ask hard questions and get to the bottom of it. If Tucker Carlson goes over there and says, hey, Vlad, I only have one question. Why are you so awesome? Then, yeah, then then you got plenty to then you got plenty to criticize him for. But this idea that we we, that it shouldn't happen is ridiculous. And it, it shows you whether it be red pilling or not. The independent media, the way that information is disseminated mm-hmm. and learned by people, we have an opportunity to to get that information outside the traditional channels and learn the truth for ourselves. You got a lot of you got to dodge a lot of lies. You got to dodge a lot of false information out there as well. But more than ever, we have a chance to get to the truth ourselves. And Putin's a liar too, but you know what? <laughs> At least he's being exposed for whatever he's going to say is going to be exposed and we're big kids. And we're but we're adults, okay? Yeah. We're not little kids. Mm-hmm. We we know how to discern what's correct and what's what's true and what's not. Putin said the American press, you're not going to get the truth from them. They run the gambit. They know they are actually in control of even the EU. And, you know, there's there's a grain of truth to that. Mm-hmm. The last five years, guys, I don't know what is true. Honestly, this yeah, I, I am so I am so disappointed in the media, and we're in it. Yeah, but I am so disappointed in this media that they couldn't expose some of the things. There are Pulitzer prizes waiting for every one of them, and mm-hmm. nobody did anything because they were pressured from the higher ups to do the wrong yeah. thing. Yeah, and go ahead, Katie. I just want. It's crazy that we're talking about this because at the beginning of January, I visited some family in Florida, and one of the family members asked me, like. In your honest opinion, is there any media that's left that is unbiased? Is there any media left that is bipartisan, that reports equally, fairly? Like, is there anyone left? And in that instance, in that moment, I told them because I couldn't. I mean, it was a can you answer this right now? I said, I don't know if that exists today. I don't know if that is something. Will it exist in the future again? Sure. But in this political moment right now. I don't think that exists. I can't. I don't. I can't. There's no media group that I I would say that you anybody should trust one. You shouldn't trust. I mean, like, that's it's kind of like we're getting we're getting to the basics of like being, you know, like a, a, a human that is engaged in this important stuff. Like you shouldn't just blindly trust anybody. No, but, yeah, but I don't think any organization. I, no, I don't think you should. I don't think there is any organization out there that you can just blindly trust. I think that there are individuals. I think there are certain reporters. Yeah. I think there are some news people that are that that are doing Good work. Good work. Yeah. But as far as like what network can we just trust completely? No, I don't think that exists. Well, every network, every we have have biases. We we are biased (laughs) in in some way. But the difference is here. I'm a Trump supporter, right? Each individual has its own. We don't all have the same. No, that's but to yeah. That was that's what I was going to say is that we all have our biases individually. Yeah, individually and (laughs) and as a station, we we have our biases, right? 
myself personally, if, if Donald Trump did something illegal, if he did something criminal, I like his policies. I like the guy's policies. But if he says something or does something illegal where we've proven it, I'm going to go, unfortunately, we found out. That's a bias because I'm reporting it by saying, unfortunately, but I am going to report the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where the media screws up. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they don't report the truth. They say, well, th- I'm, I'm biased, so I'm going to report it this way. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all opinion. So, uh, yeah, we, man, we, that was a interesting diversion. I didn't expect <laughs> to go down that hole, but it's an important, it's such an it important is. conversation, especially with this. If, I mean, just look at the reaction, the media reaction to Tucker Carlson interviewing Vladimir Putin. It's, it's just, it's, it's wild. It's nuts. Uh, only got a couple minutes left here with Ken Williams before we get the weekend forecast from Steve Templeton. But what, just want to get your thoughts on, uh, the report released yesterday from Robert Hur and the revelation that that these investigators, these these people that investigated, interviewed, and worked with Joe Biden came to the conclusion that he is mentally incapable of being charged with a crime because he is an elderly man that is feeble and has a poor memory. I mean, it's the most damning statement I've ever seen about a sitting president. Uh, Vic Porcelli and I talked about it today. You did. <laughs> and with Susie Moore, you know, Susie said it's the discretion of the of the attorney. It's the discretion. I, I can't remember how she worded it, but it was a lawyer. It was lawyer yeah. speak. Yeah. It was at the discretion of them. I call it two tiered justice. Yeah. And that's really what it comes down to. This man did something. And you know what? Joe Biden is a bad person, period. I mean, he's done so many different things. He's just now they're they're saying, okay, well, we I guess we have to make sure that He's stuck with this, stained with this because we've got proof. But they didn't do it to Donald Trump that way. They didn't say, well, you know, the situation was really weird. And now Donald Trump, well, no, he's Donald Trump. They threatened to throw him in jail. Okay, mm-hmm. it's a two-tier justice system, and I think there are going to be repercussions because of what they did. Yeah, yeah, and and what people need to completely understand is that, uh, and I know I know many of our listeners do, but I'm I'm not sure that this is the the wide understanding is they're not charging him because they said that he is too elderly and feeble to be put on trial and put in jail, but they did conclude that he broke the law knowingly, willfully broke the law that's the conclusion of that report he broke the law he's too feeble to do all the things that they need to do to him but he's not feeble enough to be president make it make sense that's my point is that he if that's the case if he's too feeble to stand trial then he's too feeble to be president at least yeah my god for sure ken williams executive producer of the vic porcelli show which you can hear every weekday morning at 9 a.m to 11 here on news talk stl and you guys rock the overtime on a Friday Thanks, afternoon. Oh, my pleasure, guys. Anytime. Yes. Great talking with you. All right. Let's uh, shift gears and get that all-important weekend forecast. It's beautiful and warm out there right now, but I think some big changes are right around the corner. We'll get the details on all of that from Channel 4 Chief Meteorologist Steve Templeton next on Colombo and Katie. For podcast articles and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. That's a little Perry Woods there. Perry Woods Friday supports local music. And thank you for listening to Columbo and Katie. Okay. I am. Uh, uh, this is this is one of the times. I mean, I, I always appreciate Steve Templeton and his time and filling us in 
uh, on Fridays, what we can expect over the weekend. But this one seems like it, it doesn't even feel real. That it's 70 <laughs> degrees outside. And then I just heard Ken Earhart say that there's a possibility of snow on Monday. So um, I, I need a lot of answers, Steve. Thanks for your time as always, buddy. How's it going? Hey, it is crazy. It, it keeps me in business. Though, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, like it's it's everybody says, like Ken Williams just said uh, uh, off the air, you know, that's St. Louis. I mean, we're all used to the, the cliche. That's St. Louis, but this is even this is this is this is a little extra mustard on the that's St. Louis weather situation, in my opinion. It is. So yeah, uh, it is. Yeah, it, it, we we live up to that billing though of our crazy weather. Sometimes. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll go through that this next few days. Yeah, so uh, walk us through it from uh, you know this evening through the weekend and early into next week. What uh, what can we expect? Sure. Uh, so first things first, this evening, uh, there is a chance for a few storms to roll through. We're talking late evening between 9 p.m. and 1 a.m. Uh, southern part of our coverage area actually could see some hail out of that. I don't think we're going to see that here in St. Louis, but could be a quick little downpour, some lightning. Uh, so 9 p.m. to 1 a.m., spring-like storm coming through. Uh, very isolated and everyone gets hit, but just a heads up on that. Otherwise, it's still pretty nice and mild. What is coming through is a cold front, though. That's why we have that rain chance late evening. Uh, and so it's dry by Saturday morning, but it's much colder tomorrow. Now, that being said, it's still going to be above normal. It's just you have to actually reach for the jacket on this, on this uh, Saturday, <laughs> mostly cloudy and a high of 50. The low in the morning is 43. That's actually near the normal high for the day. So even though we're much cooler, about 20 degrees colder tomorrow, and you need the jacket, it's still above normal day. So Sunday, partly cloudy, then mostly cloudy later in the day, a high of 49. It's going to be dry much of Sunday. By late evening Sunday and overnight is probably the better chance, like after midnight into Monday morning. There is a chance for some rain and some wet snow from near St. Louis, and it may miss us just to the south is really the focus here. The problem is temperatures are going to be at or above freezing. So here's the deal. I think we're going to get rain in some areas with some wet snow that melts and you've just got wet roads. The one thing we need to watch, and this is where we can get an impact from this and the better chance of this is south, you get a heavy band of snow where it snows so heavy it actually overcomes the 34, 35 degree pavement temperature. Yeah. Briefly in the morning, you might have an issue. And I think that's a better chance from like Rolla, Farmington, Sparta area south. So definitely something to keep an eye on. And my suggestion is, you know, don't unplug over the weekend as far as weather goes. Check in on First Alert 4, check in on Super Bowl Sunday to see what's updated. If that track is shifted north or south, we'll have the latest for you. Yeah, that, I mean, it sounds like, very honestly, this is something that... It, in, I mean, it's Friday now, and yeah, this is something that could really change even just a little bit over the next couple of days. So to keep an eye on it and, and as we lead till Monday morning, I think is, is a great advice. And then once we get into next week, are we kind of back to maybe like the cold weather that we should be experiencing in, in, in mid early February? Uh, or can we maybe see some of these uh, warmer days come back? No, no, it's um, it's actually, well, I call it cooler weather, but it's actually about 8 to 10 degrees above normal. We've got highs like on Valentine's Day, Wednesday, 56. So, you know, it's not the 70 like we have today, but it's still pretty nice weather with 50s. And looking like a mainly dry week, we have slight rain chances Thursday, Friday, not a big deal. I think uh, after that chance of rain, maybe with some wet snowflakes Monday in the morning, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday look mainly dry with highs in the 50s. That's that's pretty good weather for February, but it doesn't beat today, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a uh, point of personal privilege here and say that uh, I was really uh, hanging on every word because on Sunday, 
uh, Maggie, my daughter, has a gymnastics meet in Kansas City. And typically when we're out of town, we'll maybe like spend one night, but this one kind of works. It's right in the middle of the day on Sunday. So we're actually going to drive all the way to Kansas City on Sunday morning and then drive back on oh, Sunday night. Golly. So we're going to be out oh, <laughs> across the entire state. And weather when you're traveling like that, weather can really uh, yeah. obviously impact things. So when I heard that there was possible snow on Monday morning, I was, I was praying that that stuff wasn't going to get here on Sunday and be something that we were dealing with yeah. and uh i know that we're not all uh, you know we're never completely out of the woods and we'll keep an eye on it but uh good to hear i know that anxiety because <laughs> my my uh my son plays hockey and they travel a lot and my, mm-hmm. my wife and son have to go to, to wisconsin this weekend and so, yeah. you know anytime in the winter you're on the roads and you know you gotta be there it's, there's some anxiety involved and uh, so I, I hear what you're saying but you're all good on sunday i hope you have a a safe trip and, and get back maybe in time to watch a little bit of the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's going to be a it's going to be a long day, but it's going to be good. I we we enjoy the uh, the gymnastics meets. And then last question, Steve, for this this weekend. You know, this when we have days like we had today, it's real easy to think like, oh, are we? Is it was was Phil right? Was Poxitani Phil right? Is 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 spring coming early this year? Uh, as you look forward to the rest of of the month, um, it, it, how like how how when can we kind of breathe uh, a little easier and say we're we're through it? I would imagine that we're not to that point yet. Nope, not yet. Not yet. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to go down to that January, you know, cold snap where you've got, yeah. you know, below zero temperatures and wind chills of minus 20. Um, but, yeah, we can definitely, in fact, the, the longer range outlook looks for colder than normal at the end of the month. Now, the thing you have to keep in mind is our normal high keeps climbing. So by the time you get to the end of the month, I'm going to guess our normal high is probably 48, 50 degrees versus right now it's 44. So, you know, colder than normal might be, you know, 40, 42. So it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get a, you know, a a cold air outbreak, although that's still possible. Mm -hmm. But I I would definitely not count out uh, some chilly days and some puffy coat days and having to put on the hat and the gloves to walk the dog. And, you know, I would not count that out yet. It's still early February and Mother Nature is just fooling us a little bit with the spring weather yeah well if uh, i'll take it whenever she wants to give it so uh we appreciate it steve thanks so much for the information and uh definitely i would advise people as you did to keep an eye on the uh the channel for the first alert uh website and the first alert weather app uh to uh keep an eye on this as whatever uh heads our way on monday morning so have a great weekend my friend and thanks as always for your time take care thanks Uh, and also, I guess a lot of people, the uh, Mardi Gras folks, are probably breathing I, a sigh of relief as well. Oh That's this weekend, gosh. isn't it? So it's Saturday, Mardi Gras, Sunday, Super Bowl. My God. I know, right? Thank you, God. I'm not in that time of my life. Okay, I'm shutting up <laughs> Yeah, now we know you're not yeah. in that time of your life. <laughs> Were you a big Mardi Gras oh, lady? I lost my big toenail because I danced so hard. <clears throat> I did. I feel like I'm going to puke. Good. I don't even... <laughs> I did. I don't even. I don't even know how that story works. That's why it's a cliffhanger. <laughs> it's a cliffhanger. <laughs> I was a big Mardi Gras. Er, I lost my big toe. I my big toenail because I danced, danced so too hard. hard. Yeah, think about that over break. I don't want to. I don't want to think about that over break. <laughs> I'm just going to get ready to talk to Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, who has just returned from the Supreme Court hearings between Donald Trump and the state of Colorado. We're going to talk to the secretary next.